How is the seesaw role evolving? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Mark Van Zadelhoff. He's the Vice President of Strategy for IBM Security Systems and co-author of a new report about the 2012 IBM CISO assessment. Mark, thanks so much for joining me today. Great to be here, Tom. So I'm eager to talk about this new report, but before, why don't you give us a little bit of context and tell us about yourself and your work with IBM, please. Sure, Tom. Um, I am, as you said, uh, responsible for strategy for the security division of IBM. We have uh, a large portfolio of products and services, so steering the direction of that portfolio, working with uh, with our customers around the world. I came to IBM by way of uh, an acquisition they did of a, of a security company. IBM has done 12 of those, and those form the basis of, uh, of this division I'm in, plus a lot of the uh, research and development work that we do. So uh, I've been here about five years, and it's a real fun industry because I get to talk to customers and then try and uh, put that, uh, that feedback and input right into products and services that they can use in the field. Well, you've just released this new CISO assessment. You're the co-author of this report. Give us some background on what the genesis was of this study, and really, what were its main goals? Sure. Um, IBM has done a major uh, renewed push into security. We've been in the business for a while. Uh, after doing our 12th acquisition in October last year, we, we launched a separate division on, uh, on the topic of security. Uh, so we're one of the largest players in the space, but we had never had one focused division on the topic. Uh, and... So that means that for the last six months, as, as we've been ramping up that effort, um, we've been talking more and more to our customers, and we realized, like like with the role of the CIO, uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago, which was just forming at that time, the role of the CISO is is not a mature one. And we felt as as we were talking to customers that we could really lend uh, a point of view uh, from our customers and from IBM on the topic of the CISO, uh, what that role is today, and and where it's headed. So uh, that's really the genesis of it. Mark, what can you tell us about the key findings of the report, and in what ways did they surprise you? Well, I mean, I think, first of all, um, some things that uh, that you would expect. Uh, customers after 2011, which was a year full of, of breaches and uh, uh, and public disclosures of, of incidents, uh, external threats were the, the biggest concern point uh, that our customers had versus versus uh, the other choices in that question were internal threats, new technologies, uh, and regulations. And it's interesting here to see external threats be, be on the top of that list. I think if you ask the question uh, five years ago, uh, you know, we were more, people were very worried about in, insiders. And 10 years ago, as you know, Tom, you've been in the space a while, uh, people were very worried around compliance and compliance standards. So the, the you know, the, this ebb and flow of what is on the top of mind to customers, but right now it's very much uh, by, a, by a number of percentage points, external threats. And uh, in terms of the new technologies, customers are very concerned around mobility and around mobile devices and what we call BYOD, bring your own device, and how to, how to manage that. And did any of this surprise you, Mark? Is this consistent with what you've been hearing talking with your own customers? Those two are consistent uh, with what we've been hearing when we talk to customers, especially mobile devices. Just the question of how do you manage those? We've been we've been rolling out some technology and services to help customers with that problem. So we know that that's been uh, been around. You know, the one that surprised me. Uh, first of all, there were maybe two. One was that uh, a lot of the respondents to our CISO survey did not have a CISO. Uh, almost 50% did not have an official single person responsible for security in their company. So that is a finding I think worth. Uh, noting. 
Uh, and then the other one, and it, it, it is kind of interesting to, to juxtapose these two, two surprising findings. The other one is that 67% of respondents expect spending to increase in security in the next two years. And if you look at that 67%, within that, 87% of those expect it to increase double digits. So you see uh, many organizations still haven't put that one central CISO or security leader in place, but a vast majority are going to do a significant increase in spending in the next couple of years. Mark, one of the things that struck me looking at the report is that you've got three types of CISOs that you typify there. Could you describe those different types? Yeah, let me first tell you how we came up with the, the, the three different types. We asked all the respondents, almost 140 respondents to the survey, global survey, to uh, rate themselves and how prepared they were for a breach and how mature their organization was. And uh, you know, we, weren't, we weren't thinking that research would head in this direction, but as we started to cluster and, and, and group the findings of those two questions, we realized that there really were two group, uh, three different groups of CISOs or security leaders that have responded. And that's the groups that you're talking about that you saw in the survey. Um, you had the, what we call the influencers, which were the most advanced in terms of their maturity and preparedness. So we say those are kind of the influencers because you can tell by some of the things we'll probably discuss next that they really are out ahead. You have the, what we call the protectors. You know, these are good CISOs. They, they do a good job protecting. They're doing some of the right things. Um, medium score on their preparedness and maturity. And then we have what we call the responders. These, these folks seem to be more on the reaction, reactionary side of, um, of the, the spectrum, you know, not not quite so prepared, feeling underprepared, uh, and not quite so mature in their organization. So we call them responders. They're probably reacting to different events, uh, crisis by crisis. Which would you say is the largest group by size? Uh, the largest group by size uh, is the is the uh, uh, protectors, so the ones in the in the middle. Forty-seven uh, percent of the study uh, fell into that. Uh, and then 25% were the influencers, the more advanced ones, and 28% were the responders. Now, when you look at different industries or even different global marketplaces, do you see stark differences among the CISOs? Yeah, that was something that I asked the team to do a lot of drilling into on the data that we had. I said, well, surely there must be differences here by country, by size of business, or by vertical. Uh, and we tried, uh, you know, Adam, uh, the research to do a lot of a lot of work on the data that we had, and and we really couldn't find anything. And I started thinking about it, and thinking about my travels. You know, I was in in Europe recently. I've been to China and, and uh, India and Australia in the last year, and and spent obviously a lot of time here in the U.S. And actually, it's kind of true. I mean, you can you can talk to one bank uh, on Wall Street and really find an influencer who's got his or her uh, game completely uh, together in terms of uh, uh, managing security. And then down the street at an equally uh, large bank you'll, or, or, or similar, uh, you know, similarly impressive company, other, and it may be another sector, you, you see somebody totally underprepared. So I think this is the, the reality is that even, you know, we shouldn't assume in the security industry that when you talk to a large company that they have their uh, ducks in a row and a small company doesn't, there's a lot of diversity there uh, along those demographic dimensions. Um, and I actually, you know, again, as I reflect on that in my travels, I, I do witness that a lot. I've been to large telcos where they've had, you know, embarrassing breaches that you know, actually just could have been avoided. And I've been to small companies where you realize, wow, they really have uh, a good program for, for managing a small security team. One of the things you said up front was that the CISO evolution is similar to that of the CIO and the CFO before that. Talk about that a little bit and how the paths are similar and maybe even some of the differences. 
I think what you're seeing with the, the, the CISO is that they have had to evolve from being uh, kind of a, a geek uh, or a techie, uh, you know, sometimes even, you know, a black T-shirt wearing guy in the basement dreaming up all sorts of nefarious and scary scenarios uh, and often being ignored by the organization, uh, if looking back 20 years. A bit of a stark description, perhaps, but it's true if we really think about uh, where security has been. They've had to be go from that to, in the ideal today, being uh, both technology-oriented, but understanding the business and being able to communicate with the organization. Those things, if you look at the survey, those are really important characteristics. You, you can't just you know, come at it and say, oh, we may get hacked, we may get hacked, and there are bad people trying to get into our, our business. Uh, in these very technical, you know, using these very technical malware algorithms, let me tell you about it. You need to be able to say, okay, I understand you're thinking about adopting cloud uh, as a business priority. I understand we're thinking about uh, letting people bring their own uh, mobile devices. I understand that that may help innovation, that may help reduce costs, and that's a business prerogative. Um, as a CISO, I need to be part of that business conversation and then be able to communicate with my peers, with my uh, senior executives in the company, and m most importantly, out to the average employee about how to manage and mitigate risks with that business change. And I think the CIO and the CFO um, have, you know, went through a similar evolution where they really went from, from really being the techies rolling out technology to realizing that they could be, you know, the center of change, especially the CIO, of adopting massive new technologies that could become the core of the company uh, and, and, and core of the business. And that required a different personality and profile uh, than a, a pure technologist in that role, too. So what I gather is that the ideal CISO is going to be the influencer, and you've got 25% of your respondents there right now. For the other 75%, how does they and their organization shift to become that influencer? We uh, we put a profile together, and that's what I like about the the study. It's uh, you know often you read these studies and you, you're kind of what do I do next? This one actually does a nice job because of the way we formulated some of the questions of allowing uh, the re the reader to really uh, make some concrete changes in their behavior in their organization to to move towards influencer. Now again, I will say every every organization needs to always start with a risk assessment and start with an understanding of what's needed. And being, you know, best in class in security may not be a requirement for every company uh, out there. So you need to really think about your own profile. But let me give you some of the main characteristics that I think responders and protectors can learn from the influencers. Um, first of all, uh, the influence companies with influencers have a dedicated CISO. So they have, whether in, in, in that exact title, but certainly in spirit, they will have somebody who, uh, whose throat you can choke, as it were, on the topic of, of security. And often that is evolving towards the topic of IT risk, so even broader than security. Um, the second uh, is is around influence. You see that a good uh, good influencer will have a, a very uh, well established security or risk committee, uh, and will he he or she will also be a regular uh, presenter in the board meetings of that company. Right. So this gets back to that whole topic of communications and buy-in. So if you can get your fellow. Uh, uh, peers in the business, the owners of the lines of business, the CEO, the CIO, the CFO, to participate in a risk committee. Uh, one of our 
CISOs that I work with very closely, he does an annual offsite with his risk committee, and they really think through the top priorities. So that's that's an aspect of, of having that committee a broad base of support, being a regular presenter or member, uh, uh, you know, regular presenter on a, uh, board meetings. Having authority over budget uh, is is one that di- distinguishes uh, the influencers. Um, having the attention of leadership is a, a big uh, difference. Seventy-seven percent of influencers have the attention of leadership. Only fifty percent of responders feel they do. Um, there's another interesting one is we found that our influencers are less focused on rolling out technology. They're actually more focused on uh, employee education and communication. So, so th- th- that really struck us as primary activities that they listed as uh, as top of their their um, of their agenda was was communication and education. And again, I think that gets to that new. Uh, profile of of the CISO that you need to succeed needs to have those kinds of qualities and needs to be able to think about communication. Uh, One final one for you, Tom, is uh, measurement. 59% of influencers use standardized metrics uh, to describe and report on the performance of security. Only 26% of responders did. And we did some more breakdowns of metrics, and I think that's an interesting area in the study where we found a big difference between the responders, protectors, and influencers. Now, Mark, we talked about CISOs and how they should read these results. How about for CIOs and CEOs who might be overseeing the CISO position or might not have a CISO position yet? How should they be using the findings of this study? Yep. Uh, Great question. I think, you know, if I had just a few seconds with a CIO or CEO to discuss the research findings, my advice would be, uh, I think in a in, in a in a couple of words is empower the CISO, and honestly, if you look at the report, it's not actually about taking a, a massive trough of money and transferring it to the security department for them to be successful. If you look at some of the key different uh, differences between these three levels of CISOs, a lot of it is 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 soft attributes that you as a CEO and CIO bestow upon the role. Make sure there's one person who is in charge. Make sure that they can form a committee that you join and sit on and show interest in. Make sure that you invite them to your board meetings or leadership meetings. Make sure that you um, you know, participate in the communication efforts that they find so dear to their success. Um, make sure that you demand uh, metrics that are uh, standardized, just like you would of your CIO uh, or your CFO, certainly. Um, so I think there's uh, setting the right expectation and, and giving the role the right stature to, to succeed. If, if we can get the CIOs and CEOs to do that, then I think the CISOs have a, uh, 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 at least a, the, you know, the, the table is set for them to succeed. Now, you know, with that increased intention and with that increased profile of that role and with security being such a hot topic comes a great amount of responsibility for our CISOs. Just a final question for you, Mark. You laid out very nicely the characteristics of successful CISOs. For CISOs now who are reading this research and want to, one, see where they are today, and two, chart a course for they want, where they want to be tomorrow, what tactical advice do you offer them so that they can become the influencers? Sure. I mean, I think uh, 
Yeah, I think maybe, uh, first of all, the, the criteria we talked about in the report, I think, are a good start. Um, I always think that there's, in any role, make sure you have a good mentor. Make sure that either within the organization or externally, you find somebody who really uh, is is an influencer and, and you're uh, reaching out and getting uh, ideas and guidance from that kind of a mentor. I think what we're doing with a lot of our customers is helping them with uh, assessments around uh, their maturity, and that can be a very helpful mirror to hold up to your own organization, get the, an external party. Uh, IBM does a lot of this where we, we come in, uh, look at the organization, look at best practices, and um, and really try to you know provide, again, some reflection for the CISO on how they can take it to the next level. We found that to be very helpful. It doesn't have to take a lot of time, but can really you know, allow for that change to occur, maybe that, that level setting with his peers uh, to, to do the changes needed. And then obviously, you know, IBM, we, we also are, are rolling out a lot of technologies that help with those metrics. So being able to collect the security data needed. Uh, sometimes the biggest problem with a CISO is they're not taken seriously because they can't put the metrics in place. So if they can collect the, the often billions of data points needed to draw up an assessment of their security and compliance posture and show that to their peers and their superiors, that will really add credibility. And that's what we've been doing. We've invested a lot in analytics and in dashboarding that allow CISOs to get a sense of where they stand and communicate that uh, up and uh, up and out in the organization. Well, Mark, it's an interesting study. You've given us some fabulous insights. Thanks so much for your time and your thoughts today. Thanks, Tom. We've been talking about the evolution of the CISO role, and I've been talking with Mark Van Zadelhoff, Vice President of Strategy for IBM Security Systems. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.